Tea drinkers and listeners, this is Corey Calder with Staffelty Spilling the Tea. It is my great pleasure to have on Henrico County's Teacher of the Year. And she's going to spill the tea today on what she's doing to build her virtual classroom and tips and tricks for you all to be the best virtual teachers or in-person teachers this upcoming fall. She has a lot to share, so make sure you get some pens, some paper, and be ready to take some notes because this is going to be a great episode. And there's the bell. Time for class. Education Nation, this is Corey Calder with Staffelty Spilling the Tea. I have on Henrico County's Teacher of the Year, Lindsay Panley. I've uh, been working hard on that last name, so I'm glad I was able to get that right. Uh, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and kind of go from there. So how's it going, Lindsay? It's going really well. Uh, yeah, it's going really well. Uh, like you said, my name is Lindsay Panley, and I am the yearbook advisor and English teacher at Glen Ellen High School. Um, I teach 10th grade English in our specialty center for education and human development. And I also teach college prep 10th grade. Um, you know, I'm in, I am a co-sponsor of the class of 2021. Super pumped to be their sponsor this year. That, yeah, you know, going to work really hard to make this year super special for them along with my other co-sponsor. And then, you know, at Glen Allen, we do this thing called battle of the classes and I co-sponsor that with three other uh, wonderful friends and faculty members. And, you know, I know we're trying to come up with ways just to make this year as engaging and as quote unquote normal as possible. That's what I'm talking about. And I, I think with good leaders like yourself and, and as long as anyone keeps a positive aspect going into it and we'll dive into that, um, this is, this is going to be a positive year. It's not going to be the year we probably wanted or envisioned, but it can definitely still be a positive year where we have those positive impacts on students and they have the positive impact on us. Right. Absolutely. So let's kind of, uh, before we dive into virtual teaching, let's kind of talk about Teacher of the Year. How, how exciting was that? Um, I mean, I'm sure you were shocked. Uh, explain kind of how that worked out and congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I got to tell you, like every time like someone says that story, they ask me about it, you know, you would think, you know, after the, having the past like, couple months to mull it over and really kind of get my words right, I still don't uh, because it's still something that's totally surreal and I'm just, uh, I'm very blessed and like, you know, I grew up in this county, like I'm a product of Henrico County Public Schools. I went to Gayton and then I went to, well, it was Bird, then Pequiacuson now, and then actually went to Pocahontas as soon as that opened. And then I graduated from Mills Godwin in 2005. And to come back and have my first year teaching be the first year that Glen Ellen opened and to work for Tracy Weston, like it, she was a uh, PE teacher at Godwin when I was a student there. So that really brought it full circle for me. Um, and so now to have won the Henrico County Teacher of the Year is just, honestly, it just still feels insane. Um, you know, it was such a privilege and was so humbling to, you know, be nominated by my coworkers, my colleagues, um, and to get it for Glen Allen High School. And then, honestly, everything since then has just been kind of like an added bonus. Like, it was, you know, I found out I was a finalist and I was like, huh? And then we got out um, that Friday, March 13th. and. You know, I found out a little bit later when a school bus rolled up in front of my house with yeah. Dr. Cashwell and uh, Ms. Kinsella and my principal and department chair and my whole family and John Vidulgas, the county manager, and his daughter Sophie, who I taught. And, you know, I was like, what is going on? And so it was just, you know, for such a tough year and how we all ended it, this was, that was a very big silver lining for me. And it has just been, it has just been amazing. And I think that's such a, simple way of putting it but it's truly how i feel it's been absolutely amazing 
Well, I got to see you first on Virtual Essentials, um, which we'll talk about, and then, you know, kind of just connected through text and whatnot. So yeah. from what I know about you, very well-deserving. Congrats again. Thank I you. know you represent the county well, especially diving into virtual PL, um, <laughs> you know, during the summer when things are kind of a little iffy at the moment, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about that real quick before we talk about what you're going to do um, with your classroom and your kids. Sure. So the virtual essentials, I'm going to put the video in my show notes. If anyone missed it, you got to go watch it. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible PL to kind of encourage you to try new things, but still be the normal teacher you can be in just a different situation. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when Ryan Stein and Tyler Hart approached me with it, you know, it was, it was a way of kind of invigorating myself, right? Because I think a lot of what we're talking about as educators, you know, not just the teachers in the classroom, but everyone, administrators, support staff, central office, we're all toying around with this word, quote unquote, normal. And it's intimidating because we don't enter this profession to not do our best for our kids and for our communities. And I think that there's, you know, yes, there's pressure, but what I have just learned through this process is how wonderful our teachers are in this county and how hard we are working to, to knock this out of the park for our kids and for our families and communities, because like, this is, it's just not easy for anybody. Um, so when they approached me to do the virtual essentials, I was like, heck yeah, like, let's talk about some ideas. Let's figure out how we can make this work. And working with the two of them with Ryan and Tyler was, you know, I've never, I had never done that before. Um, it was my first time meeting Tyler and I knew Ryan from when he was our varsity basketball coach at Glen Allen. And, you know, the energy that the two of them brought to it, too. Like, it's, it was just infectious. And we had a good time. So let, let's kind of chat about the roles real quick, because I, I see, you know, I think about you three. I just connected with Tyler and Ryan this summer, so I don't really know them very well. And they'll probably text me after they listen to this. But I feel like in the situation, Ryan has all the ideas, just guns blazing, guns blazing, guns blazing. Tyler <laughs> is sort of like, yeah, that's good, but we got to execute it. And I feel like you're like mama bear behind the scenes being like, all right, guys, we got to do this. Let's plan this. Am I getting that correct? Or, or tell me, you know, what it was like. That's really funny. And, you know, I'm sure that when they listen to this, you know, I'm sure I'll get text messages too, but it's like, yeah, guys, you know, like we can do this. Like we're setting up our, what we call in the virtual essentials, our three by three space, where if you watched it, you know, that the three by three is kind of like what the, what your students are going to see on camera. So you want to make that space feel like as much of a home as possible. And, you know, Tyler and I were just, we're, we're going through content and Ryan would disappear every now and then and come back in with <laughs> a mailbox and come with a rocking chair and he'd come in with all these different things that we just kept looking at him going, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> but then, you know, we, we watched it and we're like, you just created such a cool space. But I mean, I think you kind of, you, like you nailed it. Ryan was just like, I have all these ideas and we all had them too, but it was just kind of like, a, I'm going to be in between Ryan and Tyler. Like, well, how can we execute this? And we all just, it was fun working with them. We worked with, like, we all just kind of vibed really well and we worked off of each other and just listened to each other's ideas. And I mean, that's what we're all going to be doing as teachers here, you know, and it, and it was cool getting to work with them and collaborate in a whole new way that I hadn't done before. So that was really awesome. Yeah. And it was a really good PD and, and I figured out a way to download the MP3 file. So when I went out for like runs or walks or I would just re-listen to it um, <laughs> just to kind of get new ideas that I can help my teachers with. Uh, this upcoming fall. Awesome. And yeah, like that was honestly when we when we got together and we were in the planning stages of it, you know, we were like, what is our goal? Because like, I, I feel like that has to be one of the first things we talk about. And our goal wasn't to come across or, and, and be like, this is how you should do it. It was let's, you know, have more informal conversations about 
let's do a test run of, of, of this. Like, let's see how this works or how this doesn't work. And maybe you can take away, if you're listening or if you're watching, you take away one idea that we've kind of brainstormed together um, and implement it in your classroom. Because let's be real, every classroom, every grade, every teacher, like we're all different. Like we're meeting different needs. So there isn't just one clear way to get this done as soon as we come back, you know? And it's, yeah, it's going to be a lot of trial and error, but we just wanted to have start you know, creating that space where we can have those conversations and link teachers up who weren't just in the county. I mean, yeah. we had over 1,800, maybe over 1,900 teachers, you know, sign up for this. And they were from wow. all over the country. I mean, we had a bunch from Northern Virginia, but, you know, it was like uh, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, California, New Mexico. Like, it, it was unbelievable. And we had some people logging from abroad. Like, there were a couple from London. Um, I know that from, <laughs> from Australia. We were watching this going, oh, my gosh. Like, we were watching people sign up. And I was like, oh. and that's where, like, the control or the type A in me is like, oh, my gosh, you guys, here we go. And then then there's Ryan and Tyler. They're like, we got this. This is sweet. We hit 100 more. And I'm, like, sweating. <laughs> yeah. um, Ryan, do we need three drums or is one enough? Like, yeah. Let's, like, let's it was. Going. Come on. <laughs> and, and the way that it made us nervous, it made us excited, too, because that wasn't the type of turnout that we expected. And that was, in, in a way, that was really inspiring for us because we're like, look at how many teachers are trying to get ahead of all this as much as they can to have fun with their kids this year and establish those really crucial relationships with kids from the very beginning so that the learning can happen. And that was really cool to watch. Yeah. And, and I, I, I texted Tyler afterwards and um, I was just like, hey, man, I don't want to put anything on you three's plates, but maybe a potential YouTube channel or something this upcoming fall to like, you know, where y'all check in or like after week three, you all kind of, you know, using my terminology, spill the tea on what y'all like, what you didn't like, yeah. what you're going to fix. And I think you have such a following of people who want to do their best. I mean, every teacher out there, especially the ones that are listening, they want to do their absolute best this fall. They might be a little hesitant because they've never done it before. Right. Right. We got like, I don't know how many teachers in the county, but every teacher is pretty much a first year teacher this year. Right. And so it's like, we got to kind of calm the nerves. We got to make sure everyone's feeling good. Um, but they got that excitement, you know, and that that's what's crucial for these kids. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, they're going to, you know, just, you know, th those kids are going to feed off of us and what we bring to the table the first day, which is, but I, I guess my thing, my look at it is like, yes, we have different challenges this year, but that is no different from if we were going to have our kids in front of us, what we bring to the table that first day, that first week, you know, with those first lessons, that's what grabs them when they're in person. Yeah. The added challenge is we just don't physically have them in front of us, but we can still do those things. Um, and our excitement and the community support and excitement for, you know, what we're trying to do is what inevitably is going to make the kids want to work and be a part of like really this pivotal change in education. That's what they're a part of right now. Um, and I just, you know, we're all going to rise to the challenge and we're going to help each other. Like, you know, not just in our buildings or in our counties, but like as a whole community of educators, I really feel like that's what's going to happen. And that's, it's kind of cool to be a part of it is, it is stressful. Like, like, you know, full disclosure. <laughs> like I'm not trying to lay it out as oh, this is so simple. Like this is hard. And I think, you know, that's something that I thought was important to mention in our uh, PL with Ryan and Tyler was like, look, y'all, like this is difficult. This has never been done before. We are trying to meet the needs of so many different kiddos and we just, 
we got to do it and, and, and we're going to, but you know, that doesn't mean that we can't first start by acknowledging that this is going to be hard and there are going to be hiccups and there are going to be technology, you know, flops and, or glitches. And that, that happens when we're in person anyway, we can have great lessons planned and, you know, all of a sudden the internet times out and yeah, like, well, okay. You got to think on your feet. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to do it all this year again. Um, and we're just going to help each other knock it out of the park. Yeah. And I heard this in your um, virtual essentials P- PDPL. And I heard it with the distance learning playbook PDPL we did. And pretty much good teaching is good teaching. The good teachers are going to be fine. You know, the teachers who might struggle in the classroom, they might struggle a little bit. But but pedagogy is pedagogy. You know, if right. you are going to bring it every day for your kids, you're going to map out methodically your lesson. And you're going to try new things and flop and whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as you are doing your absolute best, you're going to be fine. And your kids are going to show up. Right. And I think, I, I mean, I think that's everything showing up both on our part and obviously on the kids part, like that's so, it's such a big piece of it. Um, and I know that's kind of what we're trying to do because this is not the ideal situation for these kids, right? This is not the ideal situation for anybody. Um, you know, you know, there are a lot of kids who just, you know, I can't learn behind a screen. It's like, okay but we're going to make it work and we're going to make it the best that we absolutely can in showing up and just having like a different mindset about it is so important. I agree a hundred percent. So let's kind of dive into uh, Lindsay's classroom. What, you know, what are you going to do to like set up your room or your home or, you know, what are you going to do to create that learning experience for your kiddos? Yeah. And you know, I got, you know, I am fortunate that, you know, Henrico County has said that we have the option to work from home or from our classrooms. And I know I'm going to personally be taking advantage of working from my classroom. Um, that way I just have that separation of work and home a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but I also have, you know, I'm lucky to work in a building where I have a Promethean board. I have a lot of technology there that, you know, I don't have in my house. So what I really started thinking about pretty quickly was how can I make this look as, and again, I'm going to throw this word out, this quote unquote normal as I possibly can. Like how can I make it so my kids are watching me stand up at my board teaching in front of them and I can see them in front of me. And kind of the way I figured out that I'm going to do this is, you know, I'll bring my work laptop in and I'll set that up to my Promethean board and I'll get a stand and I'll put my personal laptop on it and I'll sign on to Microsoft Teams, and that will be the link that the kids use. And that way I can see them in front of me on grid view and they can see me in my three by three space up at the front of my classroom. And, you know, with the Schoology system that we have, that's where I can post their assignments. You know, Google Drive is something that I know I'm going to utilize a lot as an English teacher, um, especially when it comes to drafts and progress and all those things. Um, But I really thought it was important that you know, I'm up and I'm talking and I'm using my hands and I'm moving around and I'm, you know, proximity sounds weird to say here because they're not in front of me, but I'm not just going to be sitting. I want to be up and I want to be moving. Um, and I'm sure there will be times where I pre-record some things and, you know, to have, you know, kids kind of doing work on their own and I might use like a Castify to do that. Um, I'm going to use Nearpod a whole lot just because I love that it gives me data and it has some student accountability where I can throw in a question or a poll or a discussion board. And, you know, I can, you know, I have that data about which kids are participating and which are not. And that will help me, you know, establish more of those relationships with my families and just kind of be like, this is, you know, this is how things have been going so far. Um, And I, I think along with that, 
you know, to kind of take a left for a second, I'm throwing out a lot of technology. And I think that's something that as teachers, we're, there's so many different things out there for us to mm-hmm. use that it's just overwhelming, right? It's, and it's, you don't want to overdo the technology. That's kind of my thing. So I'm going to take a look at two or three different platforms to really deep dive into and be like, okay, how can I make this work in my English classroom, in my yearbook class for my kids that best works for them? And it's not just me flashing some piece of technology in front of them that really isn't enhancing anything. It's just kind of there to be showy. Um, But that's the same thing for what teachers do when we're in person. You don't want to use technology just to say you used it. You want to use it if it's going to enhance your lesson. So I know I'm just going to kind of deep dive into two or three different platforms, play around with them. um, And that, that will be what I use. Yeah. And I think that that's crucial that you even said that. And I appreciate you saying that you don't need to be the teacher who's, who's flashy and you're the only one that found this one piece of technology and you're, you're using that and like, Ooh, I can tweet about it and show about it. And I love me a good tweet, but like, you don't, you don't need that. Right. We have so many really unique platforms. Like you said, deep dive into all those so that you can use those for your kids. And if every teacher is using a lot of the same ones, then it's consistent for the kids. So the kids feel more comfortable. The kids know how to use it. Kids know how to access it. And then it's success on both parts. Right. And, you know, I mean, just throwing some of them out, like, okay, let's do a Kahoot or a Padlet and a Nearpod and a Flipgrid and an interactive whiteboard and, you know, all these things. And it's like, okay, (laughs) whoa. But that doesn't mean that if you pick your two or three and you want to try something different in the middle of the year to change it up, like, heck yeah, do it. Like now is the time to try all of those things. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like glitches are going to happen, like things are going to go well, but that happens with in-person teaching anyway. So I just think that really comes back to how I say we have to do this together. Like that's not just, I'm not just talking about teachers and administrators and people at central office. Like I'm talking about like students, their families, like communities. Like we have to be like, things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made, but it's all good intention because we're just trying to do the right thing and make things as engaging and meaningful as possible so that we can have a killer year. And I just, you know, I think that whole group, that whole community um, coming together is, it's, that's just as essential as what we're trying to put together. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, I'm, I'm jumping into admin intern this year. So I'm first year completely out of the classroom as a teacher, but I will definitely be in classrooms as an admin. And, you know, when I'm going to be doing observations this fall, I, I might not really even be looking at a hundred percent instruction. I might be looking at how, how the teachers engaging the kids, how the teachers judging, how the kids are feeling about the learning and, and, you know, how you're building relationships. I, I think, some of the feedback needs to go more towards that compared to like, oh, well, you know, if you were, you know, a little closer to your whiteboard or your instruction, if you flip this a little bit, like teachers are trying brand new things. Right. So I'm not going to overwhelm them with corrective feedback with the lesson unless, you know, I I think it's needed, but I really want to offer that feedback. Boom. How did you build relationships? How did you connect with your kids? How did you go through the, you know, lesson objectives and make sure the kids know exactly what they're doing? That's the important stuff right now. Right. And I think, you know, you asked me what else am I doing to kind of think about how I'm going to make my virtual classroom. And one important thing, um, and I know, you know, on Henrico, we had um, a PD like on Schoology with, you know, different things to think about. And one that really stuck out to me, and I did this with my yearbook kids last year, and I'm going to do it with every individual class I have this year, is, you know, instead of me coming up with what my class expectations are, 
Like, I want my kids to be a part of that process with me. I want them to come up with what our group norms are going to be so that we can hold each other accountable for them. So I'm not going to come in and be like, welcome to this painting class, rule one, rule two, rule three. Like, I want them to be a part of that process with me. Yeah. To know that, like, I genuinely care about what they think. They're undergoing a big change this year also that is, you know, I would, I'm, I would beg to say, like, not a lot of them are super excited about. And we have to make them as much of a part of that process as we can. So I want their feedback. I want to know, like, how they feel our class should run. You know, for me having older kids, you know, what's the deal with, with bathrooms? Or how do you feel about, um, uh, like, cell phones? And, like, all, and like all of those things, right? Just so that we have a common shared understanding and just popping those norms up at the beginning of every class is something that I can do and be like, remember, y'all, this is what we talked about and what we're going to hold each other accountable for. And that's just one way I feel like I'm going to start building relationships with them from the very beginning. Yeah. And, and the teacher and me from last year, I did that, that. My last year was my seventh year teaching. And I did that with my students last year. And it was my best year of classroom management because I could literally just point to the class poster that we had that everyone signed at the bottom and the new, new students had to sign it when they came in. And it's like, you agreed to these, like, let's roll. And you made norms for me. You said, Calder, you know, you're not allowed to be behind your desk. Okay. So for first block, I was never behind my desk. Right. And it was just, these are the norms we came up with for me. These are the norms we came up with for you all. Let's follow them because we know we're going to be successful. Right. Exactly. But that's, again, that's no different than what we did in person. Absolutely. It is possible to do it from behind a screen. And I think I think a lot of people are going to be pretty amazed with what some teachers have come up with in terms of these, these um, not really to use the word icebreaker, but these community building activities that they're coming up with for their kids. That's, that's the perfect way of saying it. Community building for your kids. It's, it's establishing that community and family feel exactly. with all your kiddos. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I will know from the, you know, this past summer, I was a summer school um, admin and we were obviously virtual the entire summer. And one big takeaway that I learned from that, and I learned about it a little bit in our PL that we had with Henrico County, shout out to Tracy Weston for, um, organizing that with your entire team and all the other counties. <laughs> but it was kids sometimes don't turn on their camera because they don't want to look at themselves all day. Yeah, And I, I, I never even thought about that until it was week three. And one of my summer school teachers was like, you know, I'm having a hard time getting this person to show themselves on camera. I do really well with building relationships when I get to see my kids in person. So it, I don't think I'm asking that much. And so I reached out to the family and and the, the student got on the phone and was like, listen, I don't I don't like my appearance right now and I don't want to see myself. <laughs> so so I don't care if others see it, but I don't see myself. And I was like, well, I don't think what Google Meets you can hide your photo, but in Teams you can. Right. Um, but it was just it was interesting, like that that social emotional thing that we've never had to deal with in person yeah. is something that we might have to ch tackle this fall. Yeah, I, it absolutely is going to be. I mean, I, you know, I feel like I can relate to that too. Sometimes we log on to these meetings. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't look at myself this whole time, you know? Um, but again, that's just where bringing the students in with all of this is going to be crucial. Like, I want to hear back from my kids. Like, how did you feel about this? Did you like it? Like, can, is there a better way that you think we could do this next time? Like bring them in and let them be a part of it. 
Um, it just makes them feel like have they have more of a voice and like that's important to do anyway. And we're just we're going to have to think on our feet a whole lot more than what we're used to. Um, and I think one way to kind of triage that is just by making the students a part of it, asking for their feedback. Yeah. And, and I think um, what I'm doing this fall and it's something I kind of gathered talking with other professionals is, you know, after the halfway through the first nine weeks, I think I'm going to reach out to a bunch of random students and it might be students that teachers, like I say, Hey, teachers, what do you think about these kids? Or they nominate kids for them, but almost like a little focus group, do a little Socratic and talk about what's going well for y'all this first four and a half, five weeks. And what's not going well, where do you need supports? What's going well that you want us to keep doing. And I want to do that with, with my AP kids. And I want to do that with the gen pop kids. And I want to do that with kids together, you know, but it's just, I want to identify what do they need because ultimately we're serving them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that, I think that's, it's really important. Like I know I was, um, I've had a couple meetings with, you know, our senior class officers and my yearbook editors and, you know, they just brought some ideas to the table with how to like triage some things and how to build community within their classes. And, you know, with us as a yearbook staff and as a senior class in a year, that's going to be tough. And I just, it, it made me feel, they made me feel better. I was like, oh, they're thinking about this stuff too. And, you know, they're going to bring different ideas to the forefront that I hadn't thought of or that, you know, co-sponsors and other teachers didn't think of. Uh, like, they're a big part of this. They're, I mean, they're the reason we're working so hard to make this work. So we have to bring their opinion into it. Yeah. And, and ultimately, they might give us some really cool ideas that's like, oh, never thought of that. Boom. Yeah. Flip the switch. And now they're showing up every day to every class. Exactly. So I love that we talked about establishing the norms. We talked about your PD and PL with uh, Ryan and Tyler and, you know, your room set up. How are you feeling about this fall? Kind of, you know, what, let's pick your brain about what's going through your head. You know, I know you're going to be super positive, but just like what's, what's going on with you? I mean, you know, full disclosure, right? Like this is, it, it, it's stressful. Yeah. You said it best earlier. I think we're all first year teachers again. Like I'm getting ready to go into my 11th year of teaching and I feel like it's going to maybe take us a little while to get our feet set. Um, and this is, you know, the stress is all just around, like, we want to do the best that we can. You know, I, am I nervous? Like, yes. I think if anyone is just like, I got this, it's no big deal. Um, teach me your ways. Uh, <laughs> you know, But like, that's, I get this feeling every time this year anyway. <laughs> um, obviously, now there's the added complication of, you know, not having my kids in front of me. Like, that's such you know, it's a devastating piece. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to miss the, my former students. And I'm going to miss having those face-to-face -face interactions with my new kids, just like every teacher is. And I think a lot of the nerves are just coming from like, I want to do a good job. And, you know, that stress comes anyway. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's tough, like having, you know, being a class sponsor of seniors and knowing that, you know, homecoming is different. We don't have a lot of the traditions that we're going to have like we normally would. And like, that's sad. So I know we're, you know, a bunch of us are trying to triage. How can we make this year special for these graduates? Um, how can we make them excited about their senior year? And, you know, that's another added level. Um, but that's okay. Like, I, I think the biggest thing for me right now is I just want to start, you know, I want to be in front of the kids. Um, I want to see them. I want to hear from them. Um, Cause it's, I mean, it's been since March and that's, you know, 
it's really hard to think about it that way. Um, and, and, and that's tough. Like ending the year without our kids was really hard. We didn't get those last like couple months with them. Um, you know, going into the summer with so many unknowns and hopes and, you know, then finding out that we're going to be all virtual, which, you know, it completely makes sense. Um, and it's absolutely safe. And, you know, but, you know, none of us want to be behind a computer screen. We want to be up and in front of them and engaging with them. And, you know, that, that's why that's why we became teachers. You know, yeah. Sit behind a computer screen. So I think there has to be part of like that grieving process a little bit, I guess, that I'm kind of going with is like, man, this is really just not happening. Like I've, I've got to totally change my mindset and just like get ready to, you know, knock this technology, this virtual teaching out of the park. And um, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, but I think, you know, that's okay. Stuff is going to be hard and we're going to figure it out. And, you know, I'm really excited that I work with an amazing building of like filled with amazing colleagues yeah. who are, you know, they're all just deep diving into different ways that we can help our kids. And we're already thinking about ways that we can collaborate with each other and, you know, make our lessons like super exciting. And that in itself helps because, you know, we have each other's backs and at the end of the day, we want to do right by kids. And as long as we're doing that, then we're doing our jobs. For sure. And I know the community out there is, is remarkable. When, when I was in the ALA program, um, we got to do shadow a day and I shadowed, Miss Burbick, who's now at Godwin, but um, you know, I, I got a chance to shadow her, love her too. Yeah. And, and it was just like, I got to be there for a day. And I was like, wow. Like, like I, I walk in and the front office person's like, oh, hey, Corey, heard you're coming. We have donuts if you want one. <laughs> no big if you don't. And then like, I went back to like the principal's office yeah. and I met your principal. And like, it was just like, it felt like family from the moment I parked and I really didn't want to leave. Yeah. You know, I, I had to, but I really didn't want to. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm very, I'm very lucky to work at Glen Allen and I'm very lucky that that's where I've been since the start of my career, which is, you know, I just, we, we just have such amazing teachers in that building and we have amazing students and our community is wonderful. Our admin is wonderful. All of our support staff is incredible. Like, and I just, I feel very blessed and very lucky to be there. And I know that even though this year is hard and it looks different from anything any of us wanted, like we're going to help each other. And that's, that's pretty motivating in itself. For sure. And I think one thing I, I'm going to do to continue, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, your former students, like you didn't, you know, you didn't get your goodbye. You didn't, you know, maybe a Schoology message or an email or even a phone call, but like, it wasn't like what you wanted. It wasn't face to face. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to, during the lunch bunch, have open like lunch, lunch times where kids can come and, and hang out and eat their lunch and not talk school and talk life. Um, but also, you know, some of my kids who, you know, every teacher has those, kids that they connect with and they look up to you almost as a family member some of those kids i might reach out and do little you know zoom calls with a couple of them at a time yeah um and just just continue the relationship because just because we're at home we're in a building and they're at home or at a library or whatever the kid could be it doesn't mean the relationship stopped we got to keep those yeah absolutely like that's it's it's critical this year even more so just because you know a lot of those kids like they want to be in the building with us. You know, they want to just randomly pop into our rooms and, you know, eat their breakfast or pop in during lunch real quick, or just come in during our J step or extended study. Like they, they want that. And, yep. I, and I want that too, you know, like I, and I think that's a great idea. Like we just have to figure out a way, yes, to engage with our, you know, our upcoming, our new sets of students, but, you know, still facilitating and managing those relationships with our previous students. We have yep. 
I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Um, so this is sort of the, the, I put you on the spot cause we didn't talk about this, but this is sort of this part of the show where, um, my guests get to give a little shout out to, to their departments or to their staff or, or anybody they want to give a special shout out to, uh, before we wrap up the show. So the floor is yours. Oh, you did put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> man, Corey, <laughs> everyone. Thank so, you, Corey. Episode closed. Yeah. So. You know, like I, it's like I mentioned earlier, I love Glenn Allen and like our admin they're working so hard right now to make sure that we have everything that we need to have a successful year. And I know that, you know, Jill Vick is the English department chair at Glen Allen and she's been my mentor teacher since my first year. And gosh, she's just a rock star. She really is. And she just leads our department in such a way where we feel like a close knit family. And I know that when we start getting together and thinking about how we're going to teach novels and, you know, how we're going to, how we're going to do this, how we're going to have kids annotate and, you know, do this literary analysis digitally. She's just going to be there and be like, y'all, like, let's just take a deep breath and let's do it together. And like, I wouldn't be the teacher I am today without Jill Vick. I really wouldn't be. So like, I have to give a huge shout out to her. Um, you know, my battle of the classes group, Sarah Vote, Amanda Hack, Sam Cancro, I miss you guys. And, you know, maybe we'll come up with some ways to do some battle stuff with these kids this year. Um, Oh my gosh. Like this to like the group of ladies that like, we've kind of like, we kind of have our group, our group texts and, you know, (laughs) going on all during quarantine, you know, with this toughest quarantine has been, I've gotten to know a lot of my coworkers a whole lot more like on a personal level. And that's just one silver lining I've gotten to take away from this is man, I work with some really amazing people. Um, And I also just want to give a shout out. I don't know if any of my kids are listening, like my, my students are listening to this, but if they are, you know, I love you and I miss you. And, you know, I can't wait to quote unquote, see you in the fall and to my new kids. I'm excited to have you and I'm looking forward to a great year. We're going to do everything together and we're going to make the best of the situation and just know that I have your back and I have your best interest at heart. Um, And as long as you are willing to kind of, you know, deal with this being a little bit uncomfortable before we get comfortable situation, I think we're going to have a lot of success. And I think that's going to be great. I'm with you. And, you know, shout out. To everyone that you could not shout out, because if you could, yeah. it might take you a couple hours. Yeah. You seem like the type of person to always give the thanks, always give the love. So, um, yeah, I just, you, you know, know, shout out to everyone else for sure. Yeah. We, to anybody I forgot, I'm sorry. I, I, like you said, I could give shout outs to people for like a really, really, really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Part two, episode part two. I mean, you know, Corey, I'm Greek, so like I know a lot of people. So if we, <laughs> we could really be here for a while, but just like to everyone at Glen Allen, like, I'm lucky to work with you and um, I don't want to go anywhere else. Well, I, I want you to do your absolute best this year. And, you know, you now got this crown of, of Henrico teacher of the year. So continue to, to be a role model for new teachers, veteran teachers and anybody else in between. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, Hey, I hope you have a good one. We'll need to connect outside the podcast. Cause I also went to Pocahontas when it first opened, but I would have been, sixth grade when you would have been seventh grade so oh what? we might have to we might have to figure out if there's a connection there but um awesome yeah yeah <laughs> uh, richmond is so small <laughs> it's the tiniest city in the so entire small. world <laughs> well take care good luck um i might bring you back on sometime this fall just to see how you're doing and um you know see if you could spill the tea part two with just everything you've learned and done since yep. you opened in the building yeah i'd love it absolutely Well, I appreciate you, Lindsay. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, Corey. Thank you.
And there you have it, another episode of Staffalty Spilling the Tea. I just want to take a quick second and thank all my listeners and downloaders out there. I really appreciate you all listening, downloading episodes, and supporting the show. This show could not be possible without you all showing interest in what we have to offer. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And next week, I'm going to try for the very first time a solo episode. This will not be an interview. This will be a quick solo episode with a little bit of housekeeping items and a little bit of encouragement from me to you as we go into the uncharted waters of this fall. I hope you all are doing great. And as always, it's been real, it's been fun, and it has been real fun. Peace.